Week three of the NFL preseason is in the books. Teams are starting to make their first round of cuts, getting down to 75 players from the 90-man roster they were at earlier this preseason. Chuck Zada and Mark Schofield here on the Inside the Pylon Quick Kicks podcast. Today's show is brought to you by Crossover Football, giving coaches the ability to break down game film to pull stats, searchable clips, tendency reports, and much more from both desktop and mobile solutions. To try one game for free, simply sign up for a demo at crossover.com slash pylon. That's crossover with a K dot com slash pylon, and you get one free breakdown today. Mark, we're one week closer to NFL football. One week, we actually already had our first college football game of the year. That's and- right. We had our first college game, and not only that, we get actual. We have an incredible slate of games this weekend. It's uh, what? What are you most looking forward to uh, this weekend? Have you? Uh, I don't pick, know. I mean, it out yet? It's hard. There's so many good games. I mean, obviously, Alabama USC is a nice little game to kind of kick things off. Yep. Um, looking pulling up schedules now, um, but it's a great opening slate. I know LSU plays Thursday. Yeah, LSU is on. Uh, what time are they? Yeah, they they're the. Uh, I'm trying to remember exactly when they are. are. They at eight o'clock on Thursday. They played September third, Wisconsin. Okay, so, so that is Saturday. Yeah. Okay, so there's Saturday, and then you got. Uh, I'm trying to think of what other games we have coming up that are going to be decent this week. I mean, I know Ohio. Well, Mississippi, Florida State. <sighs> yeah, you got that lined up. You've got uh, that North Carolina Georgia game could be kind of interesting. Yeah, I mean, we'll see if Chubb's back, um, get to get our first look at that Georgia offense. Um, you know, North Carolina, I mean, they've got that, I think he's a sophomore now, that kid taking over at quarterback. they got Switzer, the wide receiver, who's a good player. Um, just a great, yeah. great um, opening weekend of games. Yeah, so it's I good mean, to have college football back, man. It really is, and and again, it's we, we've been waiting for this for a long time. You've been digging through, uh, you know, some of your uh, SEC teams, and I think uh, this is going to be this week. You're going to be wrapping up, is that right? That's right. Yep, I'm got something coming out um, a little bit earlier in the week on Arkansas, and sort of something that they do in the passing game, and then closing it out with looks at what uh, South Carolina does, something on them, as well as uh, Mississippi State and some of the passing concepts that they use. Okay, well let's uh, let's circle back to a piece that you did last week, uh, and this is really what we're going to focus on today. And specifically, it's a piece that came out uh, last Thursday on Zach Cunningham, linebacker for Vanderbilt. And my first question, because we all know that Mark Schofield, quarterback guru, you know, only position he cares about on the field is quarterback because everyone else just peasants to Mark. How'd you end up looking at a linebacker? That's an interesting question. And, you know, let, let's take a step back here. Not everybody else is peasants, Chuck. Okay? Less than Obviously, that. I, I know. Kickers are less. At, I look at linemen as sort of the Knights of the Round Table in my kingdom. Okay. Um, no, but it's it's an interesting question, and digging into some of the things that Vanderbilt was doing on both sides of the ball, I kind of circled back to their um, young head coach, Derek Mason, um, formerly the defensive coordinator out at Stanford, um, and I've referenced a couple of times during these podcasts those coaching clinic notes. Uh, coach Mason has given two recent presentations at this, this, the Nike Coaches Clinic um, about his sort of defensive philosophy, and I really dug into those. So, in going through sort of how he views defensive football and some of the concepts that he used, I knew I wanted to see if I could find somebody on the defensive side of the ball to look at 
from the Vanderbilt Commodores, either from a scheme perspective or just a, a good prospect, good player, or ideally to find a guy that can tie together the, the traits that he displays at his given position, as well as the principles that Mason instills in his defense. And I kind of found that in Zach Cunningham, their inside linebacker, who was literally, I came into this sight unseen. I had not even heard about this guy, but I came away, and I, I believe I said this on Twitter when I was digging into his film, I give myself one non-quarterback draft binky every draft cycle since we've been doing this. Our first year at Inside the Pylon, it was Trey McBride, the wide receiver out of William & Mary. Yep. Last year, we all know who it was. I mean, there was no secret who. Mr. Manbun. Like, that's true. Mr. Vitale. And now it's, you know, it's early in the process, but Zach Cunningham, the inside linebacker from Vanderbilt, if he comes out, I mean, this, this might be my guy. Well, let's, let's talk a little bit about the role that he plays there. With linebackers, you can see linebackers with different responsibilities depending on exactly what the scheme is. No two linebackers have the exact same responsibilities. So talk to me a little bit about Vanderbilt's scheme that they run on defense and where Cunningham fits in before we start digging into his specific traits. I mean, Vanderbilt is, from what I've read, from what I've studied, from the tape that I've gone through, I mean, they're a pretty basic, base 3-4, um, primarily that's their base defense, do a lot of 4-2-5, a lot of 3-3-5. And their base, he's an inside linebacker, kind of off the ball guy. When they go nickel, either 3-3-5, well, if it's 3-3-5, he's one of the outside guys. If it's 4-2-5, he's usually the weak side backer in that scheme. Um, they do multiple coverages, some combination coverages in the secondary underneath, a lot of zone stuff, but they do do man from time to time underneath. And what's interesting about how they sort of approach defensive football in terms of stopping the run is they try to force every run and play east-west. And you hear a lot of coaches say that we want to get guys going east-west, not north-south, but they instill it and they adjust the, pl- the roles of each player based upon the coverage, the, the, the offensive front, and things like that. And so on some plays, Cunningham, from his linebacker spot, might be the guy that's going to what they call the, the bounce player, which is the guy that's going to come from the inside to the outside and force a player towards the sideline, knowing that he has help coming in from the outside from in the role of a force player. And on other times, Cunningham's going to be the force player himself. If he's, you know, if they've got, you know, aggressive man coverage to the outside with the cornerback, with the cornerback locked in on his receiver, Cunningham now knows, look, he's not expecting to have help. He has to get to the outside, be the force player to get that guy to come back towards the inside. So so let's talk about him and we'll we'll start with him in coverage here. Uh, you know, looking at you know, how he performs in coverage. You mentioned you do see him in zone most often, but you do see him in man occasionally. What does he display in terms of traits on either of those sides uh, in either of those types of coverage? Well, one thing that jumps out is awareness, both of his position and on the field and the route concepts that are in front of him and how they fit together and how his area of the field and how what he has to do fits with what the offense is trying to do and how they're trying to attack his defense. I looked at well, first thing I kind of looked at was t- their game against Texas A&M. A&M ran a lot of mesh concepts at them, which as you know, listeners know, that's you've got two receivers crossing over the middle just around five yards down the field. It's a sort of West Coast staple under you know guys like Mike, Le- Mike Leach love to run that. And that's tough because if you're in man, you get like they're almost like rub routes. You get guys you know running into each other, running away from each other. If you're in zone, you have to be smart. And switch off the responsibility. So if you've got a guy, let's say you're Cunningham, you're the weak side linebacker, and you've got to 
crossing route that's coming from your right to left, you're going to know if you're in zone, you're going to have to let that guy go at the right time and pick up that other crossing route coming forward. And in the article, I highlighted two mesh concept plays where he was in an underneath zone coverage and exchanged that route with the other, his fellow linebacker extremely well, knew where he was on the field, didn't run into guys, didn't sort of run around like a chicken with his head cut off, knew exactly where he needed to be, what the route concept was, and how exactly and when precisely to switch off his responsibility with his fellow linebacker. Breaking down some tape on Vanderbilt linebacker Zach Cunningham here. And when it comes to breaking down tape, I do want to remind all of our listeners about crossover football. Crossover football can help coaches win more games and make smarter use of the film room with your team. Crossover breaks down and stats out your game film, giving you searchable clips, advanced ODK, tendency reports, and a wealth of other great information that you can access from any PC or any mobile device. Your formations and your personnel packages can be labeled with your own terminology and you can create custom highlight reels and exchange video with anyone on any platform, including all of your own players and coaches. To try one game for free, sign up for a demo at crossover.com slash pylon. That's crossover with a K dot com slash pylon, and you get one free breakdown if you sign up today. Let's talk a little bit about Cunningham versus the run here. You mentioned that he's a guy who, uh, when they do slide into nickel, when that Vanderbilt defense does get out of that base defense, uh, he can be used either on the outside or uh, in the middle there in that either four two five or three three five. Where do you see him uh, really being the strongest out of either of those two positions? I mean, that's a tough question. I I really like him in both. I mean, he's athletic enough where if he's more on the outside, say in a 3-3-5, he can get to the edge pretty quickly. I mean, I highlighted some plays where I talked about how Vanderbilt and Coach Mason teach their defense and their defensive players to force runs from the inside to the outside. And there were times when he had to be that guy on the outside and had to beat you know, a pulling guard to the edge who might have the advantage on him, but he was easily quick enough to get around the edge and get around the corner and beat those guys to the spot and attack from the outside in. But if he's stacked up on the inside, it, whether in their, their base three, four, or if he's more inside on a, you know, four, two, five scheme, recognition, awareness, and explosion really jump out when you see this guy on tape. I mean, he's a guy that I uh, I highlighted a play. It was a third and one situation or a third and two situation. And he's maybe six yards deep off the ball and sees sort of an inside run, recognizes the hole and explodes forward and stops it for a one yard gain, forcing a fourth down. And Mason in these clinics that he gave in these presentations talked at length about how as a defensive player, you have to play with your eyes. You have to, you know, when you talk about tackling, obviously you can't tackle what you can't see. But for Mason, it begins with pre-snap. You've got to know your keys. You've got to know what you're looking for, and you've got to understand and trust what you're re- you're seeing and react to it. And for a linebacker, a lot of people think sometimes, oh, you know, they're they're reading the quarterback. Well, you're really reading the interior lineman. Obviously, the guards, most guys should read the center, I think, and see what they're doing, where they're blocking, and let that be your keys. Cunningham displayed incredible ability to like find holes, diagnose them, fill them immediately and end plays before they got going. One of the plays I ended with was a goal line stand against Tennessee and Jalen Hurd. Hurd is a big back. I mean, he's like 6'1", 240, sort of listed in that range. It was a fourth and one situation on the goal line, and he just stuffed him. 
And I mean, and that's the kind of thing you want from the heart and soul of your defense. And, you know, Tennessee was had a chance to put that game away. You know, this is a third quarter. Tennessee's already up two scores. I mean, that's what you want from a defense. That's what you want from the heart and soul of your defense as a guy who's going to make that play in that situation to keep your team in the game. Looking at his tape, you've mentioned a number of things, you know, awareness, explosion, his versatility as positives. What are some things that stood out to you? Did anything stand out to you on the negative side that you want to see Cunningham work on this year? One thing that stood out, they they like to stand him up and get him attacking the pocket off the edge against the pass, like him rushing from the outside. Use of the hands when facing cut blocks. He's okay at that. He can work off of them, but it's not smooth and fluid enough if he's going to be taking on say a running back who's going to try to cut him in blitz protection he has to be able to get that guy to the turf and get around him quicker he's able to get around them but it's still the, the running backs on the plays that i saw were able to slow him enough where he couldn't disengage quickly enough with his hands avoid the block with his hands and get around to the quarterback I mean, when, you, when you're facing a cut block you're kind of taught first use your hands keep your feet clean drive that guy to the turf with your hands and he's got to be able to do that quicker and more efficiently when he's rushing the passer off the edge so uh, in the passing game as well man-to-man coverage some quicker awareness that i highlighted a play where he had he ended up picking the running back up on a wheel route out of the backfield but he allowed himself to get kind of sucked up by the interior traffic they had sort of a, a they had a, a mesh concept as well as a post rather to get caught up in with the tight end couldn't get to that wheel out quickly enough he still recovered and made the play but you know when you're relying on recovery you can make get away with stuff in the sec that you might not be able to get away with when you come to the nfl what kind of scheme do you see uh cunningham fitting best in uh in the nfl is it in that inside linebacker position off the ball where you see him just kind of being able to read and react as you described yeah. earlier is that yeah i mean i think he's kind of like a prototypical like off ball linebacker that you just kind of let go out there and make plays i mean that's the mold that i kind of see him fitting into um obviously you know we see so much four two five let him play the weak linebacker spot on a four two five which is becoming more and more a base defense and just let him run around and make plays i mean he seems like the guy that can do that consistently you know on a day in and day out basis for a team in the nfl i know uh obviously he, he's mostly in that inside backer position or in that weak side role uh in sub packages did have four and a half sacks uh last season how often did vanderbilt actually deploy him rushing the passer what it, i get the sense it's probably not too often no it wasn't too often from the tape that i saw but the fact that he still racked up those kind of sack numbers and tackles right. for loss too. I mean, he had 16 12 and tackles a half. for a loss. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, you know, first Vanderbilt player since like 1999 to notch over 100 tackles total. I mean, this is a guy that can make plays, whether it's against the run or attacking the quarterback, you know, as a pass rusher. He can do that. I just think that, you know, from watching what he means to this defense, kind of taking a step back and looking at the defense from 35,000 feet, he's almost invaluable running around making plays not just you know siphoning up into one role so like don't like sort of you know pigeonhole him as a pass rusher like let him make plays send him on a blitz occasionally but don't make that like a core component of your defense because he's almost more valuable chasing guys you know around in the passing game or you know making plays five yards down the field or you know sometimes you know spying the quarterback on sort of if you're facing sort of a zone read type team you know spying the quarterback from time to time or 
you know, doing all sorts of different things with him. He's a very versatile player, and I think a player that is not only going to have a great season this year, but I think in the years to come as well. Well, and especially with, uh, you know, you talk about the multiple looks that teams like to show in the NFL on defense, and he appears to have that versatility that teams really desire. It's, you know, I, I think you, you talk about the key trait on defense that that coaches are looking for now and obviously the athletic tools I mean you can talk about that but the ability to do multiple things whether it's as you talked about dropping into coverage occasionally rushing rushing the passer if necessary that versatility is valued and especially you know in today's NFL where you're seeing teams uh you know running different looks on offense week to week you have teams that do a whole lot of different things there Posting defenses need to be able to counter that, and he seems like kind of that plug-and-play player where you can just tell him to do you know whatever's necessary on any play, and he's got the skill set at some level to do it. Yeah, I'd, I'd agree with that. I mean, I think that you know versatility is such a huge part of NFL rosters these days. I mean, look what teams were doing. You know, you've got fifty-three guys that you're limited to. I mean, you need guys to like fill in certain different roles. And if you have a guy like Cunningham that can play inside, that you can slide to outside if need be, they can even probably drop down and have him rush as a defensive end. I mean, 6'4", 230, I mean, it's not ideal, but he could still do it. Seems to have the athletic ability to do it. That can fill a number of different roles for a team. Seems like a guy who could uh, play a role on special teams early on as well. Punt team, uh, kickoff yeah. team. Yeah, I mean, a personal protector on the punt team, that seem, would seem to make a lot of sense. Yep. Uh, maybe even a win guy, um, you know, field goal you know, extra point. Yep. Just get know. him get him some reps, keep him on the roster, keep developing the rest of the skills. So Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Very good. Well, uh outstanding. Mark, what what's uh what's next? You said who are you wrapping up with later this week? Wrapping up with well, we get we got Arkansas, Mississippi State, and South Carolina left to cover. Ooh, then we're done. Now then we're into the real thing. Then we can start talking about uh you know what was going on the previous weekend. I, I can't yeah. wait, man. I'm I'm all all it's jacked fantastic. up for it. It's, 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 it's fantastic. It's about as good as it gets. Folks, that is all that we have for you today. Another show in the books here. We will be back tomorrow. If you aren't subscribed already, do make sure that you go and subscribe on iTunes. You can also just go to InsideThePylon.com, all four of our podcasts. Uh, make sure you click that little button that says subscribe because you can get all four of them delivered automatically to you so that you don't have to remember in the future. That is it for us today. We will be back tomorrow on the Inside the Pylon Quick Kicks podcast. Chuck's out of Mark Schofield. We will see you tomorrow. Tomorrow.